Blog Talk Radio.
Everything begins with an honest, open conversation. The empire is exactly that place, and you can just weigh in, listen, or debate with others about topics ranging from childcare, sex, religion, and politics. We talk about the things that matter, the things we experience, and we make plans for how we can better live with change. Real talk, real people, real issues with real solutions. Call 646-478-5625 every Sunday and Wednesday at 8 Central on Blog Talk Radio to get Empire with the Empress. Or you can log on to www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the Empire, where the Empress speaks and the Empire listens. March the 23rd, 2015, and tonight we got to talk about it. We have got to talk about some of our behaviors, yes, our behaviors with regard to the black man. Black man be going through so much stuff. But before we talk about that, today I went to the the state capitol. I went to Montgomery, Alabama, and honey, first of all, all my eyelashes is on my cheeks because I cried a little bit because it's just so sad the things that we as black people, period, had to tolerate. We had to have a whole legislative process to remove the stigma of us being property, um, being a commodity, being on the auction block. I mean, it's just, ugh. That's one of the reasons why I don't necessarily celebrate February as Black History Month because if you're black, you got 12 of them bad boys consistently if you understand the gravity of what being black is. It is not the shade of your skin. It is the history, the richness, the culture. And to be honest, there was so much to be proud of because we are a people who made it through those types of injustices, just literal injustices, uh, demonstrative injustices, legislative injustices. I mean, just people just acting foolish. I mean, just plain crazy. And there there were testimonials. One of my most favorite parts, and this was a part of the tour that I had not been exposed to before, both of my children, because of the school system, um, have been exposed to it before, but at different ages. And my, my daughter's nine. My, my son is 10. My son went last week. I went today with my nine-year-old daughter. And the Rosa Parks Memorial, worth every penny of the travel that it costs to get down there. If we had only done that, it moved me in such a way because – First of all, um, it just just made it so much more realistic, Uh, I guess because I'm a woman, I can identify with some of just the regular just being a woman kind of injustices, but I'm I'm, I'm almost sure I would have either been a statistic or in one of these pictures that you see floating around on Facebook of the little light-skinned black girl that's just tortured and and messed up and mangled because I don't think I could have made it because a lot of the injustices with regard to women in particular came from them being um, 
just just mistreated. Now, black men is it's a whole different commodity. That's like comparing if we were to compare black men and black women, we're comparing like say a uh, the ownership of a small country and just a, a let's say a house. The woman being the house and the man being the country. The reason why black men are so feared, uh, uh, mistreated, still killed, still hung, just last week uh, in Mississippi, uh, fished out of the river, is because the gravity of strength that we have is unmeasurable. And it seems as if everybody understands this except for us, so we just give it a pass. But the Rosa Parks exhibit is a re- uh, reaffirmation. It really was not just the plane. It's, not, it's very similar to the Martin Luther King Memorial here, this, here in Birmingham, Alabama, but it had a whole different feel to it because some of the actual text, some of the actual, uh, and I'm saying text, the information, the communication that occurred on that bus has been re-descripted, re- put in film form, actually behind a bus, and everything there has copyright, so I couldn't get a lot of pictures from there. They wouldn't let you video anything at all, but Rosa Parks herself was able to uh, help them to put together this memorial, and it's amazing. Like, for some man, just because he's driving a damn bus to come and tell you to get your colored behind out the chair because some white woman or some white man needed to sit down. And sometimes even in instances from the history that some of the people who were on the films and in some of the um, historical events, sometimes even children, these little white children ingrained to understand that darker-skinned people, black people, were just things and were given paths to mistreat them. And, you know, this civil rights thing has just been, it's only a, a young adult, really. It's about 50 16 years old. I mean, this is not way, way far back. The move to stop the literal injustices. Now, it's going to take a, probably another couple of 50 years to get the minds of people to change. I think it's changed a lot. But, you know, hate has no age limit, no face, no nothing. And I was just, uh, I was, first of all, my eyelashes gone, so I did not send any new pictures out because I, it was hurtful. I didn't want to know that I didn't want to hear that repeatedly and a lot of people probably feel the same way. But the truth of the matter is this. When you're not able to meet your truth right up in front of your face, you're bound to repeat it. The thing about when you see an injustice and feel it all the way down to your core like I felt it today, it's not easy to be removed from that. So the the, the the effect is more positive than anything else. You should have seen the faces of these nine-year-old little girls and boys, um, most of which were Caucasian. Um, the majority of my child's class and most classes in the system that I'm in are not African American. To hear, and they didn't they didn't blunt out anything. The N-word was used. Um, every explicative that was used in that back and forth on the bus was pre-recorded, and not that it was that, that day it was recorded. I'm saying it was just scripted in a way where they could hear what had happened. There was an accounting of uh, a man who actually sat right by Rosa Parks, and when the bus driver called the police, buddy got up off the seat and said, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to leave. I'm not going to do this because he understood the gravity of risk. And I don't think that it was coward 
I think that it was just brave for her to do that. Now, mind you, one other note that a lot of people don't know, and we'll go into the show, but one of the things that is very often miseducated in even the school systems, because I learned this as an adult, uh, Rosa Parks was not the first black woman to be arrested for doing that. Okay, she was not. Rosa Parks had an orchestrated move with a civil rights movement and some of those political black figures in the churches and in that movement to be the face of the planned boycott. See, when you start this, when you organize yourself to a point where you can mess with somebody's money, they'll do some things because it was only because the busing system totally run and regulated by white persons, their pockets got tight. They were making back in that day $3,000 a day. Everybody paid the same thing. The white people paid it. The black people paid it. Everybody paid it. But some were mistreated. And and some even said, and some of the people on the film even said, the most horrific and most routine injustice in that time was the busing system because you had to get to work. You had to get to work to work for some people you didn't even like anyway. And then they're going to harass you on when you were there earlier, but you had to sometimes miss the bus and get off the bus in order for white persons to get on the bus. And, I mean, baby, it was kind of ironic because my baby, as soon I knew where we were going. You know, I knew we were going to be going to uh, the museums and everything. She chose the very first seat on the bus that we was riding. And I was like, you know, very, and, and I don't know if this is a coincidence or not. Black people always love to go to the back. Like, we always go into the back of the movie theater. We're going to the back of the bus when we ride buses. I ain't never been on no plane yet, but when I get there, I'm going to make sure I sit my ass right there by the uh, by the, uh, the captain because I'm trying to exercise a right that seems simple, but it was just about you're no more than I am, and I know that. It was just a reaffirmation of humanity. But we're not talking about that particular part of humanity. We're talking about these black men tonight, and we're not talking about them. We're trying to understand what is happening with the way that we black women are treating them. I had a friend inbox me because I I have several inboxes, and then I had an experience that happened this past weekend at a, um, a, a, a birthday party that just just reaffirmed that I did need to have this show or did need to have this talk. And, of course, here on the Empire, it's a, it's, a, it's a back and forth. Like, I'm not here to preach to you. I do have the final say only because I had a show. It's not saying that I'm right. I'm just going to break it down how I feel about it. But you're more than welcome to give your opinion on topics on the empire. We welcome people to have commentary because some, you cannot expect for people to live different lives, have different experiences, just because they're in the same color skin or have the same color income to have the same level of experience. But when you know better and you're able to share the better of that, Sometimes it will help somebody be better. I mean, this is just the avenue that I have. Everybody has their avenue. Mine just happens to be my big mouth, so I use it on the empire. Now, a couple of days ago, I think it was last week, we were having a conversation online just about something. I ain't no telling what it was. Got an inbox from a friend. 
who is a good guy. I mean, when I say good guy, I'm saying the essence of who he is is proactive. He's not trying to take anything from anybody. He's an educated black man. He wants to take care of the children that he has fathered. He has been married and divorced, and he tries very hard to provide for himself, his family that he lost in the divorce, and the children that are of that marriage. Now, why these black women are treating black men so poorly, I don't know, because this is what's happening. We got women of all cultures other than African Americans that are standing up and freaking getting in line to do whatever it is that black men would like. Now, I, you know, I, I say this, a man is a man is a man, and a woman is a woman. It does, it's not rocket science. Like, we don't have to, like, say, you know, black men are 28%. They love chilling. No, a man likes to be fed. He likes to be cared for. He likes to have provisions given him. So he's he's just a man. That That's my point. And some of the things that they want are just consistent. I put on my Facebook page just the other day just to see um, what men would say um, if if you were offered two different women. And I didn't really say, you know, this is a characteristic of a woman. I'm just saying, what do you want? Because I think what, what a man wants is what he's going to act on. That's what he's going to be with. And when a man speaks that which he wants, you just have to take it for that, okay? And we women, not just black women, we are notorious for taking something and taking it apart and, and slicing it up and saying, now what he really had meant with us is he was trying to really say that he really wanted this. That's, that's not what that man said. That man said at a simple question or a simple gesture, you ask him a simple question, and he and, and that's what they mean when you say they're simple because they, they pretty much are. Like they, they're not that, they're not that shabby. They're not as orchestrated as we women are. And I asked, and I'm trying to find that thread. I said, if you were given the option of having a woman who is okay, but she's a good uh, cook and a good cleaner at the house and a good child rearer, or you had a, a chick that would do. Uh, whatever it was a no hall no holds bar for you. Which of the two would you take? And overwhelmingly, I don't think I have yet gotten an answer from a man who said that he wanted someone who had abilities to cook and clean and take care of this and that. As a matter of fact, the majority of the men that I had answers from said rhetorically almost, "I can do all of that stuff myself." I need somebody who can do something different for me than I can do to my do for myself. Now, that's what they said. Okay, we're gonna to have to we're gonna to have to hold them to what they had to say. I'm gonna go ahead and open up the lines, and this is how we communicate here on the on the show. We're gonna introduce a couple other uh, like counter topics to that, but I think this is a great start. How you feel about that answer? Do you think that that is truthful? Is that being your experience with man? And um, if it's not, just explain a little bit. I know that uh, some people just feel more comfortable saying, you know, I'm just going to listen. 
I'm just going to listen to what you got to say. I'm going to listen to what people have to say. Those are usually the people who listen and then they go back home bitching because they have so much else to say, but it doesn't help when you do not bring it to the forefront. Uh, I was about to say bring it to the altar, but we're not at the church, okay? So I'm going to open up your lines. If you have background noise, please be wary of that. If you're not speaking or you're just listening once your line is open, please put yourself on mute. I identify you by the last four digits of your phone number. I already have my girl out of Texas on the line, and she was here with us before, and I hope she can hear me now. 8952, are you there? Already, I'm here. Already. Lily is on the line, boo-boo. The next call on the line is 5336. Are you there and can you hear me? 5336, that's the last four digits of your phone number. Are you there? Can you hear me? And if you're there and can hear me and don't want to talk, just say that. 5336, do you not want to talk? Okay. You know, you Okay. Well, I don't think they've dropped because I just put them back on. But we'll try again. I'm going to leave the line open. If you hear me, 5336, your line is still open. Uh, and our last that is on the line live where I can read your number is from the 228, last four digits of 3972. Yes, I'm here. Okay, great. I'm here. That's some base. That's, I hear you. That's base. And um, let's Good see, evening, I know sir. really is. Yeah, uh, sir. What, sir? Should we just continue to call you by thirty nine seven uh, thirty nine seventy two, or can I have your name? Rock. Okay, Rock. Now listen, we are here to have a conversation. We're not here to mail bash. We don't do that here. We're not here to damn anybody's position, even if it's something that's like really, really all the way to the left, all to the right. This is just how we do it here on the on the show. We want people to feel able to say whatever the absolute truth is. And since you are God, let's just pose the question to you and then we'll go to Lily. I have posted a question on Facebook about the option a man would take if he were given the option of a woman who was uh, able to cook clean and, and, and take care of home well or a woman who was just uh, no holes barred would do anything for you, which would you choose and why? Well, I'll put it to you like this way. It's a part a marriage is like a partnership in a business. I want somebody there who can handle my business. So Okay, but cook, what if it's clean, not your wife? Do this without, your... She doesn't have to be my wife. First of all, I need somebody okay. that's gonna help me build instead of helping me destroy. And if you uh-huh. are just willy nilly and doing any and everything without like I don't need a microwave shelf. Uh-huh. Because sooner or later, we're going to get back to the point to where you're going to have to use some heat to cook your food. But I blame that on the generational gap. You know, these last few generations are something to talk about. You know, I I, I need a woman who knows how to cut up a chicken. So if I bought a a whole chicken home, can you cut up this chicken? Can you clean this fish? I don't need, you know, the Kroger shopper, you know, (laughs) to go in there with your chicken breast already cut up. No, cook me a meal. I don't like stove top cooking. Mm. I want dressing. You feel mm. me? Mm. 
I do mm. feel you. I had a man on my page, and I was hoping he was going to call in tonight. He has not called me yet. Corey, yes, I'm talking about you because me and Corey go back about everything. I can say what is a red color, red or blue, and he going to say blue. That's just who Corey is. But he had a difficult time, I think, and I think it is the truth of most people to just make a choice because I think that whole new generation thing is that people feel like they can have it all. Like you can have it all. And unfortunately I didn't I'm gonna just go and put that there. I ain't learned how to cut up no chicken till I was cutting up that chicken by my damn self. Like I was divorced. But you learned. But you learned. I learned because See, I like chicken. And I like to stuff with my own chicken. I had most of these Go ahead. Thoughts around here. The problem with I see most of these thoughts is they don't want to learn. Um, they want everything so cool. given to them. They expect everything ah. to be given to them. If they, I mean, they seriously think that the only thing they got to do is dress good and look good, and that's going to get them through life. And they, well, they someone that, was like having an issue. Okay. Someone has some um, thought reaction. All right. Now the correct is, and I do apologize. I'm a grammar, grammar, big, big, big on grammar. So forgive me okay. if I catch something that's not pronounced correctly. I may grab mm-hmm. it and put it out there the way it should be put out there, and then go on. Thought mm-hmm. is what you're thinking. T H O T is going to be pronounced as thought. That oh, which. It don't really matter to me. It's well, it's almost like it's, being called black, Negro, African American. It's all the same when it comes to me. Well, let's like let her get I her point. Let's woman. let her get. Let me go. Let me go ahead and okay. finish my point. Now, since we are on media right now, some people will probably will be like, "What is he saying?" So we do have to convey ourselves in the correct manner. And thought T H O T, which is that hoe over there. Is, is the acronym for it. Now, with that being said, yes, we do have an incessant generational gap out there where our predecessors or the parents of this new generation of these thoughts were too busy trying to get out there and party and jolly pop, as my grandfather would say, to be the parents that they needed to be to teach these young women what it is to be actual women. There was no such thing anymore, and this is also attributed to the single parent lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I could getting I can in the ki- kitchen, getting in the kitchen, I, and I can understand that. Up. But at the at the same time, I mean, if we're looking for somebody to blame, it's kind of hard to blame the parents of these children or the parents of the parents of these children for the simple fact that it's kind of hard for a baby to raise a baby when it's all boiled down to it. If you have yeah, a baby indeed. at thirteen, fourteen, and fifteen years old. I can't expect you. I hope that that maternal instinct kicks in for you. But but for the most part, it doesn't. No, Not until the way in the 30s. But for the most part, the maternal instinct doesn't. Now, keep this in mind. We're going to kind of set that little group of people off to the side here for a moment. The initial issue that's being addressed here is why is there a big rift between our African American brothers and our African American sisters, and why do our sisters exactly. treat our brothers so poorly? Let's go ahead and get right back onto this but, topic. Here. Because, in, in my opinion, it's quite simple. Uh, it's we're all about the right here and now generation. I want it right here, right now. I'm not gonna wait two weeks for you to get paid to give me what I want. 
If you want your nails done, I want my nails done today. I want my feet done today. I want my hair done today. Nobody wants to be patient and wait and try to do anything. Everything is a right now. Now, Rock, it's very. But Rock, listen, it's very interesting that you would use those types of examples Mm -hmm. for the gravity of what a woman wants right now. Because I would dare to say that women and men of age, and we're not talking about the group that we put aside, we're not talking about the group that were forced into being many adults with uh, grown people situations. We're not talking about them. We're talking about some grown adults who we're talking about grown haven't had, we're talking about grown folks, but grown well, folks even, grown folks even want to have longevity. Grown folks both men and women both want more than just it's a difference. A it's a difference between or, wanting to have longevity and want to have the patience to get there. They want the longevity now. But it's what like you're, we get well, your example, your example speaks to one of the reasons why black women treat black men so poorly. It's not the that's not the extent of why. Well, but it, you it, just it, say it. Listen, listen for just a minute ways. because what we what we want to do is have a conversation. We don't want to talk over each other and I'm more than willing to let you say, but what you said in response to the sister's statement was about getting your hair done and your nails done right now as if that is the gravity of what black women want. Okay. Right. Let me just say this. I, the, what what has happened is that there is a unspoken um, untruth, really, where women who are not African American have gotten the gall to try to tell Black women how to better keep their men. As if yeah, and there is a YouTube is video a out there. Yeah, I saw that today. I yes, saw as if. Right, as if it is a possibility. First of all, you can't instruct me on something that you have no idea of when actually mm-hmm. I think that, you know, black women are not the only person who decide they want their hair done or their nails done or anything else. Okay, what I what I would dare say Oh, I didn't say that anything about it like we, that. I mean that they want it right now. If a woman asked me but, and I said, no, baby, not today, she was like, well, what you won't do, another wheel. You feel me? Okay. We okay. Right. Just say the N-word. Just say the N-word. Okay. Because me, I, I, I'm not politically correct about anything. Okay. If no, no, I don't no. do it, another but nigga will, is... and they're going to go out and prove that point. They will go but those out and prove are that the gold diggers. Those are the gold okay. diggers. You, and you, those look, are the less. It's a product of their society. Their, mama, their mothers were the same way. It used to be use what you got to get what you want. My understanding let me say something. My understanding I, of No, I'm listening. I'm listening, but you are so misrepresenting the the purpose of this show. You're speaking to obviously an ex, a point of I, I'm reference only speaking that from maybe you I can, I can speak from nothing else. Exactly. But what only... I'm saying is the experience of one man and however many women that you have had cannot be the explanation as to why black women, because what you're saying is we just mad and we want some stuff right now, and that's the reason why we mistreat black men. No, that's, no, and that's what you're saying. The topic of the show, I need you to focus to see the very, this is another reason. When we talk about the disconnect between black men and black women, 
is actually probably a similar disconnect between Caucasian men and Caucasian women, uh, Asian men and Asian women. But for some reason, it's so generalized that the black woman doesn't even get a chance to explain or present herself without being put in this category. It's no different from a black man saying we are not all dogs. We're it's not so all dogs, but at the what, same time, mm-hmm. my, my, my thing is at the same time, women come in with a predisposition of what they want, okay? Not about what they need. It's about <laughs> what they want. They want a certain man doing a certain thing, having a certain way. Okay, now so if do you don't you not fulfill think that those women needs, of n- well, let me just add, let me start on that. Not point. all do women, really baby. Not, don't get No, 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 no. Let me finish the question. Let, let me finish the question because we're really trying to understand. I'm not trying to debate you. I'm trying to understand what you're saying. You say women come into relationship with a predisposition and a, and a determination of something. Do you really think that anybody, man or woman, doesn't do the exact same thing? Yes, but then in some, in some cases, I'll in wait. some cases, okay. In some cases, I mean, you only have those predispositions only due to your experience. It's quite simple. Basically put like this. Good man, find a good woman. Good man turns bad, turns this good woman into a bitch. Her next relationship, she has no trust for a man. Okay, the last man dogged me out, so before he dogs me, I dog him. She finds a good man, turns him into an asshole. The cycle continues. That's it. It's a cycle. Okay. This this is because we're getting so far away from where I wanted to. Yeah, we 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 fallen off topic. Right. We we fallen off topic because this is what I want to do, and the only reason why I'm putting you on mute, Rock, is because I want to first re reintroduce what the purpose of this show is. Because like Mm -hmm. I refuse. I, I I won't say that I'm the woman who's going to be an advocate for either side of the bar because I think you can always have a bad group of men and you can always have a bad group of women. But I'm talking about this general idea of this disconnect and the expectation that black women are going to be uh, the beating down black women. going to be categorized in. That is right. And it's no different from a black man, getting if it was a black uh a moderator here that say, you know, we got to, we got to deal with some of the stuff that we're doing to these black women because some of the stuff we're doing is foul. So in, in essence, I'm really trying to address some of the poor behavior that we put on men, and it is absolutely our fault, but it is not the mainstay. Because I'm going to tell you, I asked right. one of my friends, and I, I'm hoping that he'll call. He, he says he's going to call. Actually, both of them said they're going to call in just a little bit. I see more black men, and this is not even fabricated. I know more black men who do more for their children, provide more for their families, who love taking care of the needs for their children than I see the opposite. If if I believe the hype, if I believe the hype, y'all don't want nothing to do but me in the bed for a couple of hours and then leave. You don't want me to marry me. You're not attracted to me, and when I say me, I'm talking about the black woman, if I mm-hmm. believe the hype, but that's not the truth. The truth is there are more of the opposite, to to be honest. It's more men that take care of their children. It's more men who pay child support. 
it's more men than not, just like there are more women who are not trying to dog this man out. There are more mm-hmm. women who actually wants this man to be a part of his child's life than the opposite, which is what you are reemphasizing, Rock. And that's why I'm, that's the only reason why I'm stopping you is because we are not going to get on this bandwagon. Because why, why would we even talk about this? Because it's, it's everywhere. You okay, well, it, it's like this. You don't baby. you don't necessarily have to love that woman that you have the children with, okay? But you need to take care of the children. But the minute you decide to get another woman, baby mama over here don't want that other woman to have anything to do with her kids. So, therefore, she's going to keep the, the kids from you as long as you are with another woman. And see, the reason why, that's where we are. Well, see, well, I'm going to tell you that's why. That's why we're having the show, Rock. Now, don't make me get empire this early in the show. That's the reason why we're having the show. We already know how those dynamics work because that's all we see. I already know that there's going to be back and forth. One of the other reasons why I wanted to do this show is because I'm a ex-wife who has children, who shares her children, and there was a woman who thought that she could – you know, intercept my being a mother with my ex-husband, which that is just not right. And well, I can fall into I look the category like of being... I mean, I'm a, see, you're going to get muted because you're point, not even you know, trying to hear me. Just, no, no, no. Yeah, you muted. Yeah, you are muted because what we do is we at least let points get made because otherwise we're just arguing. That's, the, that's another reason why you have got to listen to what people have to say in order for us to have a back-and-forth communication. And for one thing, right. black men, they they do not want to hear it. They just All want right. to see now, stuff happen. Ms. Cooper, if, if yes. I may, you there's can. a difference in between listening and hearing. You can hear it, right. but you're not going to pick out the key points in what's being said. If you're listening, you should be able to reiterate and regurgitate what has been put out there. Mm-hmm. Now, with and that every being time said, and us, baby, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, I was just saying every, we're not we're not having a, uh, uh, an effective communication when we're gathering right. our point right. while another point is being made. Go ahead. Right. Now, what I was hoping to put out there. What I was hoping mm-hmm. to put out there, there's an excerpt from the Willie Lynch letters that I have inserted into that group inbox that is a uh-huh. very essential key as to why we as African-American women have lost respect to our men and treat our men the way that we treat them. Um, mm-hmm. In the social experiment that was done by that particular slave trader, what he did is he took two African-American couples and waited until they produced offspring. One couple produced a girl. The other couple produced a male. Once those two offsprings were born, then they snatched the father away from the sex, which forced that mother to raise these children alone. Now, in raising these children alone, and mind you, this happened hundreds and hundreds of years ago, and this is the beginning of our demise, believe it or not. The woman who had the girl programmed that daughter, you don't need a man to survive. 
and the one who had the boy. Program that boy. Everything that you need to do, you're going to need to find somebody that's going to treat you just like I treat you. Uh-huh. When those two children came of age to where they could be paired off, they put those two together with that backwards programming. The one who was raised uh-huh. to be an independent female and the male that was raised to be a mentally dependent male and mentally dependent on his female. Uh-huh. Which started the cycle that we have now. Mm-hmm. I, with this being alive and well in society today is what we are seeing the outcome of these women who already have the mentality. I don't need, and the mentality is I don't need and really don't want a man in my household to run things. So quite naturally she's going to mm-hmm. treat her brother poorly. In the way society mm-hmm. is set up today, it is designed, and I want you to listen closely to what my grandfather told me. My grandfather told me when I was 15 years old, there are only two people in this world free, the white man and the black woman. The white man because he rules this world. The black woman is because that white man covets her for her strength that she has. So when we have these companies and these corporations in the work world out there, there are designs solely to allow that sister to climb, and as she climbs, she holds great disdain for her brother. Instead of her trying to hold her brother up and carry her with her, she's going to push him to the bottom, turn her nose up at him. Black man has it hard enough as it is in this world. First, he's black. Yes, he Secondly, does. he's a man. Next, he's got to get out there and deal with all these social injustices that are going to be thrown at, at him as a brother. The last thing he needs is when he comes home to his mate or companion is to hear nagging and bitching. Mm. And we, I, since we're going to talk I, about it, since we're going to talk about yeah, I'm still there. Can you hear me? I can, I can hear can you. Can you hear me? Who's up? Yeah, I, I'm having, uh, see, it happens. Oh, I hope this is going to be able to be corrected. Um, every time we have a disconnect between um, the head of anything and the body of anything else, and I'm, you know, I'm in the medical field, I, you know, there is no way that you're going to have a forward movement. And I mean literally uh, as well as figuratively. And it mm-hmm. was orchestrated for us to not get along. It, it's been orchestrated, and unfortunately, we have now, and Rob, I am desperately trying to get you back on the line, but my computer board is locked up, as it usually is. But I'm going to get you back on there. Don't worry about it. Um, it is orchestrated for us not to get along, because as long as we don't get along, then we don't have a natural progression of family, we don't have a legacy of anything progressive to leave to our children, and it just right. perpetuates itself. There, there is right. a disconnect between mm-hmm. the mother and the father. Give me that iPad out of that bag over there. Um, there's a dis- disconnect between the mother and the father, so there will be a disconnect mm-hmm. between the children that come from that relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, the children will have a missed match or an incomplete 
idea of how their relationships are supposed to be mm-hmm. uh, with yeah, regard exactly. to the rest of the world. The boys exactly. are raised, feminized, and the boys uh, don't have a real sense of self and direction, so they're not really good leaders. I'm not saying it that's can't happen. I'm not right. saying that you. And that's what I mentioned in the, in, the, in, the X, in the excerpt that I put in there. That's the point mm-hmm. that I'm making, that male has been feminized. Now, I'm going to mm-hmm. use myself as an example, Ms. Cooper, okay. in my okay. upbringing. And I think I mentioned this on the last time that I was on the show. Because I was raised by my grandfather. There was a woman in the house, but that woman had nothing to do with anything in my upbringing. So the feminine side of me mm-hmm. never got groomed, per se. I was pretty much interacted with solely by a man. So I have a mm-hmm. lot of male thought processes on everything that I do. Mm-hmm. And in seeing that, that particular type of environment that I was exposed to, I didn't have a positive image in regards to marriage. Uh-huh. Didn't have that. And I will say I've been married twice. Both marriages failed. Why? Uh-huh. Because me as a woman, I wanted to run the show. Uh-huh. If I couldn't run it, I didn't want it. Yeah, we are. And I, and I'm 40. Okay, and you're 40. Now, listen, I think that it is not going to be easy to distinguish between whether or not that equates to uh, failure in marriage because I think you take a chance equally regardless of whether you have moms and dads. And I, I should have everybody back on the line now. My board just popped up where everybody's back on there. And I want to introduce, before we get too far off topic again, this these particular points that have just continued to resurface every time we we have topics with regard to males and females, but particularly the black female and the black male. Now, even Rock, in his example, when we posed him the question, he went to money, okay? Money makes the world go round. It, it is what people uh, get up every day. It's what most people don't, what most people do that they don't want to do. I mean, I do not want to go to work tomorrow, but I have to go because I have to have money in order to keep the resources mm-hmm. that I actually need, like air and food and water and transportation. Those kind of things, they do not just give you free. It actually costs. In this world, it costs, okay? So since that is mm-hmm. the case, what we have to understand is we have to understand that everybody's capability of making money is going to be different, particularly black men. Okay, black men, first of all, when y'all were nothing but a horse to start with, with the way that people treated you in this world and still, even in economic America, even if you go all the way up to the White House, I mean, we got a black president in the White House, and they give him just about the same respect that they would the common man who ride the bus with you or who work in corporate America with you or anything else just happens to have secret service, just happens to have uh, the authority of the free world in his hands, but the idea uh, that he is just a black man is actually there. I mean, I hate to say it, but it is the truth. There are some things Mm -hmm. I know if a white man was in office would not happen, would not come out of the mouths of people on TV. 
You sure wouldn't, wouldn't you wouldn't be as as drunk as them bush girls was all the time. We could not really speak that in a public forum and be on national TV talking about these some badass lookers. But they talked no, about the children it. of the Obamas. These children have no criminal record, have not done anything morally, ethically, or socially inappropriate. It was just a it's just comments. Just because mm-hmm. they can, and and the, even the more so when it's a black man. Now, money, money does not make a man. But the very first thing Rock even said out of his mouth was about his defending capability of a black man. What what is why is it that black women cannot understand that the same way that you have to rough and tough for yours? that they don't have to do that exact same thing. Actually, it's built even harder than that for them because not only do they have to deal with the social stigmas of just being a black man, they have to prove themselves even the more so. Even in the history lesson today, black women were actually um, no more of a human being than, say, uh black men, but at least what we were able to do was to be the midwives and the cooks and the cleaners in the homes in a non-threatening way. We were the vacuum cleaners and the hoovers and the Maytags for uh, people. So we had a role that was specified for us and that was sought out because it was labor. Now, if you don't see that that is crooked in itself, how much more so do you think that the world today is for a black man? I don't understand it. Women get on my damn nerves trying to put a man in a certain pay grade, some of them who don't even have a job. Like they come out the womb talking about what his degree should be, how many, you know, how much college he should have, what type of car he drives. And some of this sophism has come because there's no ethical grade of where this comes from. Like, they don't even care if he done robbed and stole everybody down the street to get it. As long as the profit from it comes back to them, for some reason that's okay. Can um, Rock, can you address that? Well, I'm going to tell you, like I said, from my experiences, I put a woman okay. through college. Put all the way through radiology school. Okay. Mm-hmm. The minute she got her degree, she hit the door. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm telling you, I put three and a half years into this, spending my money raising her Why? kids, not my kids. Huh? Trying to Why trying to make that? her better. Why? Huh? Because, for one, I was truly in love make... with the one. And if okay. I'm going to do it, I'm going to, like I said, it's like a business. I got to invest in you. Mm-hmm. Well, I put my money and my energy invested in her. And what did she do? She mm-hmm. turned around and went and married a white guy because, quote, she had a degree, a high bachelor's degree, and she needed somebody who was confident that my offshore work was just wasn't good enough for her. Uh-uh. 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 Well, that's what I'm saying. So and at the same time, that's going to lead me to be having some type of prejudice of dealing with a black woman on that level. Because every time I well, see like well, I see, try to, see, to see, uh, 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 I, I want to put you back on. I want to put you back on mute. But you, but you, Pardon? but let's say this. Let's just say this how it how it is. Let's not. Let's, you just happen to have gotten a African American person 
but she is not the representative of the actions of a black woman. That's what I need you to understand. Never once, never once did I say that this was the typical black woman. I said this is from my experience with this one particular black woman. But this one particular black woman is going to have an effect on every other black woman that I come in contact with. It's like this. If and you that's get bit by a dog, right there. If you get bit by a dog, whether that dog's a big dog or a small dog, you got a fear of dogs, period. But you, you need feel to understand that it is not the dog that you're afraid of. You're afraid of the damn bite. That's what I'm that's the focus of the show that I'm trying to tell you. This okay, is well, not let's take it, let's take it, like it is this. not if the dog snake. because <laughs> if it's a snake, you gonna sit there and gonna figure out whether the snake gonna bite me or not? No. Nobody wants to be hurt. And now it comes down to basically I'm going to hurt you before you hurt me. That's the mentality that it's going to boil down to. If it comes down to I'm feeding you every day, but you won't cook for me, sooner or later I'm not going to cook for you. And if you don't cook for me, I'm going to find someone who will. It's that simple. It's nothing nothing complex about it. The simplicity is there. If you, you love in order to be loved. The only love there is is the love you put out there. If if they don't love you back that way. But see, it seems like I have a, you know, I think that that, that you just kind of introduced a whole different show uh, idea for me because, uh, yeah, it's it's a whole other topic going on when anybody of any race thinks that they have to be the payee of someone else to enfold them into their life because I'm of the type woman, not black woman, just plain woman. I think the essence of woman is wanting some things for yourself and to gamble on him taking care of my future to determine whether or not I'm with him to me speaks to a a way bigger problem than hubby and black. And I I know somebody personally... Uh-huh. Ms. Cooper, I know somebody personally who's near and dear to me who experienced the same thing that Rock experienced. And I worked with him, and he worked hours on end, and he put this girl through law school. He put her through law school, and the moment she got her law degree, she dumped him and moved on to somebody else who quote unquote had what she had. Well let me tell you, I, I, I have a best friend who's done this very thing. He he and that's the point, you cannot groom. You can, it's like I'm gonna I'm gonna grow me a girl to for her to be what I want her to be instead of just see that's a whole nother show. You should not have to invest all of your pre uh, prerequisite for a person into them for them to be yours. That that's like professional thoughtism right there. Like, do you really think that I want a man that I have to make, you know, give him everything that he needs to be what it is for him to be a man? How about just go into the man field and let me get a, a crop that's already made. Like, no no one should have that gravity of. Of, of of control over your destiny, whether it's love or not. You have to love yourself more than you uh, love the idea of making this person into the financial or the social person they're supposed to be. I know guys who have put women through 
school, and then they get out of school, and then they go and marry somebody that was in the class with them. Because you don't have a degree. Well, hell, you knew he didn't have a degree, but he was paying your tuition. So you just have a thought that's just not sexing you for it or who's not actually saying that I'm using you, but you you signing up when you allow somebody to treat you in that way. I, I Just my well, opinion, I that's mean, just what I think. I don't know. That's a risk in everything you do. And, yeah, when you're going to put your heart out there to be loved, you got to expect your heart to be broke. Well, well let's see. I remember how hard he was. Go ahead. I remember how hard he was on this. And mind you, when they broke up in 2005, he has been single and has not been in another relationship since. That's because he's invested all of what he expects to what he was supposed to have given in the relationship to somebody who wasn't even in it yet. He was a professional, a professional toddler. He 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 was taking care of someone else's future for them, and all they did is take advantage of him emotionally. I would too probably not be in a relationship. I mean, who? How can you even trust when you've done all of the work for someone who's not even invested in you yet? You know what I'm saying? Like at least. I, at least have this person be your wife to start with if you're going to put all of this money into them. And, baby, you're going to have to divorce me while we marry after you graduate. Like, to me, that makes perfect sense. But you're going to grow her up into what you want her to be, and then she can walk away from you? That makes no sense to me. And, yes, uh, there is another caller on the line, 5388. Can you hear us? Hey, Sharon, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Hey, how are you? I'm doing good. Who am I speaking with? This is Shaniqua. I couldn't get on my other line, so I'm calling myself. I forgot I had a cell phone. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I said, dang, I'm missing out. Well, you ain't been missing out too much. I don't know. I think I'm having some issues with um, my care because I'm able to pick you guys up and open your line off of my phone, but for some reason my my computer's not showing me my grid where, where your phone numbers are, but I'm being able to pick you up either way. We were just talking about mm-hmm. money and how money doesn't make a man and how women are constantly trying to make men feed into this beast of money and, and finances to define some level of relationship, which is wrong. We're going to go to another topic of that, though, but um, – that usually is the first thing. I mean, money has now outranked the reason for divorce uh, out of sex. Like, people would rather mm-hmm. you cheat on them than to take their mm-hmm. money now. That was just right. shocking, a shocking statistic to me because for years it had been, you know, don't cheat on me, be true to me, don't lie to me. Now you can lie mm-hmm. as long as you leave my checking account alone. It's mm-hmm. sad. I think mm-hmm. it's really sad. But mm-hmm. the next Topic inside of here is that women, and this is not me, damn, or somebody call me. Uh uh. Uh uh. Mom, hello. Okay. All right. Sorry about that. Okay. So <laughs> that's sorry. okay. That's okay. We are. 
That's okay. We are on the Empire, and we always lie, baby. This ain't no real show. When we get on the real show, I'm going to be saying, Snickle, stop doing that, girl. Um, but listen, we're going to go to the second part, which is the women. And this is, and I was about to say, this is not me damning women mm-hmm. or saying that women are doing a bad job. I'm just trying to clean up some of the mess that we are doing because we are doing mm-hmm. some trifling stuff. It's some trifling stuff right. that we're doing, and the reason that we're doing it, I don't really understand, and that's what we're trying to talk about. But at the same mm-hmm. time, we're losing men to women who will just do what they ask. And one of it, one of the things that I feel like is out of control, mm-hmm. <laughs> we women are feminizing our men. We are making our men some of the biggest and wimps than ever before. Mm-hmm. It's like we won't let them just be men. Now, I had this conversation with a girlfriend earlier, and she said she would be on, and, and I know sometimes we, we know each other so well with some of the people who are on the show. Mm-hmm. I think that they sometimes think <laughs> that I'm going to just put their business out there, and that is never my intent. It is never for me mm-hmm. to disclose anything to anybody else. But I told her I was going to talk about it, and she was like, yeah, 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 I'm going to call in. We're going to talk mm-hmm. about it. But this is the thing. If you are in a relationship, and this is just my opinion, um, let's answer it as a question first because my opinion Mm -hmm. always is overwhelming for some people sometimes. If we're in a relationship Mm -hmm. and we are actually in a relationship, do you think as women we have the right, and we'll start with you, Lili, then we'll go to you, uh, Shaniqua, and then Rock, we'll see what your opinion is lastly. Do you think that it's appropriate to – limit the number of female friends that he has. Lily, do you think that if you're in a relationship with a man that, okay. Absolutely not. And I'm going to tell you why. That man had female friends prior to me even becoming a part part of his life. So even after I'm gone, he's going to still have those same female friends in addition to those that he's going to meet in his lifetime. What right do I have Mm -hmm. to put a limit or a guideline on his friends, period, female or male. Mm-hmm. That's not my right. Right. That's not my right. right. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, to- I totally creatures. agree. I totally agree. How about you, Shanika? Um, I agree, too. I don't think that, um, you know, to me that's asking him to sacrifice everything outside of the relationship, you know, because – you know, it's almost like you lose all your friends for something that may or may not work out. And then, you know, if they're friends, yeah, they're going to be there, but then they're going to feel some type of way, you know, about you, you know, kind of putting them off for somebody that, like she said, wasn't there with you before the relationship. They they are down for you before you met this person. So, yeah, and right. doesn't make them sneak around to me because they're going to be friends with whoever anyway, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, Rock, what you got to say about this? Because I'm pretty sure that you can tell me that you got or have had female friends that just tell you you can't be with her, you can't be friends with her. Well, yeah, I had them, but I paid that no mind because, like I told her, you know, first of all, they were my friends before I got with you. And some okay. of these people, you don't know how deep that friendship goes. I got people that's actually saved my life, and you telling me that I can't be with a person that saved my life? No, that don't work. I don't, well, what about don't new do, friends? I don't do. What about new friends? Let's yeah. New friends, baby, your friends are your friends. My friends are my friends. 
I don't have to be friends with George. You don't have to be friends with mine. Now, if you get together and do it, that's fine. If I decide I'm going to cook out, I'm going to tell you to invite your friends. Um, and uh-huh. I'm going to invite mine. I don't uh-huh. really put a, a limit on I don't uh-huh. put a limit on what's yours and mine. This is supposed to be ours, the way I look at it. But most, I, most I, times I, in couples, uh-huh. you have that mine, mine, and mine. That's mine. Don't touch that. You know, there's people don't even use the term, this is our house. This is our car. No, uh-huh. this is mine. And right then, uh-huh. that tells me right there that, hey, this is really work. Because you're too separate, you're too materialistic for me. Now I don't mind you. I just that. can't. I just can't, me, I can't understand drive. for the life of me how a grown person can tell another grown, tell person, another grown person who they can be friends. They can, they can, right. You know, that's like telling me right. you can't breathe my air today. Your air, right. okay. Or um, my God. I'm not. I'm not. Now, listen, I'm not naive enough to uh, not understand that sometimes, sometimes, and I say less than most times, really, women who say these type things usually have a particular idea of some type of insecurity in their relationship. Like a woman who can say, uh, not in their relationship per se, but maybe in uh, the capability of it having fault. And the thing about it is every relationship is faulty. I don't care how many pretty pictures you put up. I don't care how big your wedding was. I don't care how many years you got behind your, your years being with that person. Every person has the ability to lose a relationship over anything. And, and, and I have a girlfriend who lost her husband to suicide. Like, he just checked out, okay? And because of that, like, she's got to deal with a literal death. And there's no way you can control somebody taking their own life, but it's the same loss and the, and the same loss and the same having to start over and the same not understanding as a wife that's trying to figure out, why in the world is he even cheated on me when I done done all this stuff? I've been doing as much as I can to be with him and to love him and to cherish him or whatever. I've been doing all of this stuff out. I don't. I want people to first understand you cannot control another person. One of the very first things that a lot of black men would like to say and use as an example of why they do check out is because. They say we controlling. She want to tell me when I can go. She want to tell me where I can go. She want to choose my friends. She want to tell me um, you can't talk to her. You that sounds like parenting to me. And when you treat a grown person less than what they are, they lose respect for you. And I'm saying this only because I love my sisters. I love my black sisters. I think that we the gift on the earth, but a lot of people, uh, a lot of black women just don't want to hear that you don't have the right to tell a grown man who he can be with and who he cannot, when that usually is not the issue. The issue is usually something a lot deeper than that. Um, Shaniqua, do you have any um, 
scenarios? Do you have anything you'd like to share with regard to that? Because some women would would say, you know, no, I ain't never been in that situation. I ain't never had that to happen to me. When, Mm -hmm. you know, some women have. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, To my me personally? Mm -hmm. Or anything you would like to add with regard to that whole you can't be his friend. Oh, okay. Like, have I done it in my life with a with a man? Yeah. Like me. Okay. Uh, I yes. usually didn't do that with my boyfriend that I was with except one time when I knew that he was messing around with this one chick, and he, you know, pretty much told him that he was gonna have to stop talking to her if he wanted us to be um, still continue to be in a relationship. But what he was calling a friendship was actually him you know, messing around, and um, and it didn't do any uh-huh. good anyway because he kept messing with her anyway. So I was like, well, whatever. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, can't control well, like you said. In my uh-huh. second marriage, um, he wanted to control any and everybody that I came in contact with. He did uh-huh. not like the idea that I had male friends. And mind you, these a lot of my friends were around Throughout childhood You know I come up with these guys And He mm-hmm. couldn't understand for you know Well it, it, this is what he said To me it doesn't look like for right For a married woman to have male friends So you need to get rid of them Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And I was like no That was way Listen no. This is what I, I, this is what I want to say about this I watched a video by Umar Oh lord don't you dare start barking because you're not even supposed to be in here. My, my puppy done snuck in here. <laughs> if you get a chance, I want you guys to go on to YouTube and look up Umar Johnson. Umar Johnson is yeah. a black activist, and he just loves black people. He's a psychologist and sociologist, and his particular specialty is in counseling. So he counsels people, period. He says that over the last 10 years, he's seen more African-Americans because we're having less and less capability of coping. And he Mm -hmm. said this, and it stuck with me. He said, if you got a man, (laughs) he said it, if you got a man and you got a real 100% man, and that's not about anything sexual, if you have a man who handles his business, he has chosen you, and he makes sure that you know that. A man doesn't have an issue with having a man relationship with another man. You do not have to put no guards and no bars up on him. As a matter of fact, um, you're going to have to probably uh, issue him into, you know, spending more time with those men if it's not that way. Meaning you don't have to put no guardrails on a real man, a man that has chosen you and a man that is functioning honorably with regard to the relationship that you have. Now, if you have, Uh Shaniqua just said, if you have somebody who ain't acting right from the get, of course you're going to have to say some extra stuff when he get ready to go out with the boys. Of course you're Mm going to have to have, uh, give some extra disclaimers on this little girl that's always calling because you know that the capability of the male that you have is ineffective as a man. But what we mm-hmm. cannot do is have a man functioning properly because we're talking to the women tonight. We cannot have a man that's properly functioning and then you treating him like he a boy. 
You can't do mm-hmm. that. You will drive him literally away from you, and he will go into the arms of somebody probably less capable than you and less offering of, of self as you, but he ain't got to be treated like a child when he is a man with you. I, I hope mm-hmm. that makes sense. I hope that makes sense. You can't. You cannot do it. What if the tables were turned and a man in your life constantly was telling you how much he can stand your friends? These girlfriends that have maybe not saved your life, as Rock said, but they have been there through some really hard times. They're just like sisters to you. They're just like family to you. They've gone through schooling with you. They've been there crying with you. Or they just are people that you like to be with because it ain't got nothing to do with about how many people that your girlfriend sleeping with. It's just you like this girl. You like hanging out with her. But because of his insecurities, he started to tell you, I'm going to need you not to be friends with her no more. And as a matter of fact, I'm going to need you not to be friends with no men that's brand new. Doesn't that sound I live live that. I actually live that. I actually live that. Mm. You are speaking my life, believe it or not, right now. Mm. For 14 Mm. years. Wow. 14. Fourteen years. I mean, he okay. But, he went as far did you as not saying know, this, and I'm gonna blow your but, head but off. Didn't but didn't you know? You. Didn't you know that something was wrong with that though? You had to. That did not feel normal. Even though you stayed fourteen years, did you not know that that was not normal, or did you do like some women allow me? Oh, girl, he liked me so much, he just don't want me to be with nobody. Did you do that? Well, well, here's the thing: taking consideration in the home setting that I grew up in, I didn't know what normalcy was. Okay. So this was a learning process, believe it or not. This mm-hmm. was a normal pro- a learning process for me. So. Mm-hmm. When the light finally did go on me, uh-huh. you know, uh-huh. I got out of it. But one of the things that really kind of stayed with me even to this day, and I've been divorced now for seven years, um, uh-huh. he stated, I asked him a question about m- my career choices or whatever, and I was like, well, do you want me to just work at a company where there are no men working there? He said, yeah, you need to find you a job where there's no men. Uh, hmm. Wow. Well, girl, I, I didn't hear the words, but I definitely felt that in my marriage. I, I, he never said that because I, I, when I look back, there were so many things that never were literally said, like the the words weren't spoken, but the expectation was obvious. Like, it was obvious that he had an issue with other men finding me attractive. I mean, it was just, I and, and, and without even saying anything, my whole person changed. Like, I would just dummy myself down. I wouldn't have a whole lot to say. Uh, you know, it was, you know, just really... And, and and actually we're we're the we're supposed to be the presentation of the man. Like we're the gift to him. We're the representation right, of you. him. Okay, five three eight eight. 
Is that mm-hmm. you making all that noise? No, uh-uh. that ain't you. I got my, I don't know me, who that. No, no, that was me. Not, my, uh, one, my, my roommate was asking if we had a mop. Oh, okay. I, okay. I had opened. <laughs> okay. I had opened the door to. My roommate was asking if we had a mop. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, I was just making sure because Rock did. He dropped off the line. I want Rock to know that he's welcome back. I did not delete your call. I am. I can see where your phone just dropped off, and we're gonna get into this last issue. But I was saying that there are so many unspoken words, and now I just require that what you feel that you say to me, no matter how it makes you feel in relationship, if you feel like Uh something is out of order or you feel like someone makes you feel a certain kind of way, when you understand the feelings of people, then it, it, it just works better. I mean, you're able to function better as a female for that man. And when a man, and, and sometimes we have to understand, men don't have the, uh, it's not they don't have the ability. They're just not usually as verbally articulate as we are with our emotions. And it's almost it's almost uh, against a man rule or something, a social rule. It's against the, you man, don't it's against the man code. The man code right, is this. You're, you're, considered, you're considered weak if you express any emotion of any kind. Mm. That's how well, they are groomed. Mine going to have to tell me. You're going to have to tell me more. You can find your lips uh, to say that you want to have sex. You can find your mm-hmm. lips for you to say that you want me to buy you something. So I need you to also tell me. When you do this right here, it makes me feel whatever. Uncomfortable. I, right. I, I believe that. Mm-hmm. And, and, and we got to be able to say those things, too. I have noted that here, because uh, we're talking to the women, we as black women are going to have to be able to share and be more vulnerable with these men. That You're taking a chance regardless and trying to act like you're so strong and you ain't got to tell him and he got to figure it out. Like you ain't going to have no emotion either. It's just as much a lie as him not telling you, you know, the same thing. They go to women that they say are more receptive. They're easy to talk to. They listen to me. They, they they listen to what I want to say. They they actually hear me. Those types of things is just a communication. So don't expect that black men are just gonna know. We got to actually tell them some of these things. And I hope that both of the women on the phone here have children because our last part of the show is about the baby mama hell that we put these men through. Lord have mercy, Jesus. I almost needed to drink. When I came into my self-understanding that I actually have made these babies with this man that I don't want in my personal life anymore. It's not like we're not friends. I don't have a place for him in my life, in the Empress's life. But because I have children with this man, I have to make You're bonded to him for the rest of your life. You have to be in his life to a certain extent, and it has to be a respectful place with regard to uh, any other man in life. Let me tell you just so I can just bring this on out on on, on my situation. I have been through some things myself, too, and 
one thing I won't do, and I've never had to do, I'm not going to argue over a man, okay? We're not going to fight over no man because at the end of the day, if there are more than yourself involved, he got a choice to make, okay? And if it's not me, you're not going to have the record of saying that I done cut the book and he done chose the other way, okay? I'm not going to mm-hmm. fight mm-hmm. for you. I'm not going to fight for you. And I mean fighting by get, get, leave her house, come over here, call me. I thought you was with me. That's the type of fighting I'm talking about. The role of a woman We are supposed to be advocates Of our mates We're supposed to be the backbone Of our mates We're supposed to be the support Actually in the Bible As a wife we are a, a help mate to him We came from him Like we couldn't even get on the earth We couldn't even get in the scriptures Without some of his stuff So a part of who we are Should definitely reflect him but if you have to bogart your way into a man's anything, he is not yours, okay? Mm-hmm. He is not yours. I have little respect for women who think that they can fight their way to their man. This one girl posted on um, Facebook. She First of all, she was in the bathroom, which I hate bathroom videos because it's like, did you just get through doodling or what? I, I just would rather oh, run back. No, 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 no. <laughs> why are you outside, though? Why, why, why you can't just go outside? Why do you have to be on the toilet? Like, you're right on the toilet. I can see the shower curtain, and by every shower curtain in an apartment, there is what? A toilet. It's a toilet right there. Mm-hmm. This is where it goes. I want you to make some videos somewhere else. But my point was this. <laughs> she said that she had a message for all of the women who were inboxing her man. She wanted to let the women know that if I find your name and your uh you know, hi, saying, hey, how you doing, uh, inbox jockey on my man, that you was going to have to answer to her, which is so ratchet, which is so simple, because to me, if you got to govern the interactions of someone else to that point where you got to put a notice out, if he hasn't done that, you is not the woman. Like, I wish mm-hmm. I want to get a badge to let you know that you trying to you trying to secure a man and with regard to these children, once the baby is here, it's not a badge for you to think that you have control over that man as a whole if you're not with him. Mm-hmm. When the baby come out, yeah, you had him incubated for nine months, but how about that baby is not yours? It's it's really not yours. It is a gift. Do you realize that when we have babies that we don't get to name that baby by our name just happens stake-wise unless Mm -hmm. you do what? Remove the authority of the man from it. Have you ever Mm -hmm. wondered why you can't even get pregnant by yourself, but a man by himself can give babies to a whole lot of people? Have you Mm -hmm. ever wondered that? It's because... We are simply supposed to give 
the, 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 the place for the life force to be created. Actually, life don't even happen. So we carry eggs all the damn time that be ripe. But until uh-huh. that sperm hits it, it's not even, life doesn't even start until after them. And the first thing that women say, and I will have to admit that I've said it, and I didn't even realize I was saying it, that's my baby. That's, that's my baby. I saw the end of a show on BET just this weekend. It was something about my dear. This girl was saying, give me my baby. Give me, like it was a pair of shoes, give me my baby, my baby, like mm-hmm. it was hers. When she shares the same amount of giving and responsibility as he does, and what we have done and what is so sad is that black women think just because you got his baby that now you get to tell him what to do. And, and no. honest, and this is no lie, I have I have really, I've counseled so many men who have cried. I'm talking about grown-ass early men. They got tears in their eyes because their ex-wives, baby mamas, whatever, one-night stand, they done created this life. And she feels like because she had to hold it for nine months that she has the right to punish him for the rest of his life through this child. That shit right there has got to stop. I'm not saying we're the only people who do that, but black women are notorious for trying to use a pregnancy as a route to a man that nine out of ten he done told you he don't he done shows you he don't want you, he done told you he don't want you, and now he's telling you that he is interested in being uh, uh, a represent, you know, just being there for that child who has nothing uh-huh. other than the 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 root through you to do with you. And what do we do? We ask for some money if you want to see them. The court systems are set up in such a way. I'm telling you, if you watch Umar Johnson's uh, video, it goes through all that as well. It is all uh, right now is. Uh, several states in New York it is I didn't know it was true uh, I thought it was just this guy was lying to me He told me that if he Did not see his son On the regular visit No if he didn't pay his child Support he couldn't see his son That they were actually intermingled And related Whereas in the state of Alabama that's not the case Actually you have mandatory visitation unless there's some type of safety issue or domestic issue and in those cases it's still moderated but in the state of New York this guy had lost his job and he was told that he could not see his son until he was able to pay child support I was like you are kidding me he said nope he said Mm -hmm. until I get a job and have income because what I have to do is I have to give them money literally. It's you know it's like some people have their money taken out of their accounts or whatever if they have a steady job or whatever in some states. Uh, but if you don't and you have an agreement to pay, you have to go up there like you're paying a light bill to see your own mm-hmm. baby. Hmm. That's not right. That's not right. And nine out of ten of these men are not. Caucasian are not Hispanic. 
these are the same black men that cannot get a good job, that's harassed mm-hmm. regardless of what they're doing, whether they're walking mm-hmm. to their job or just walking down the street. The police profile them. They throw them in jail. And then the first thing we do when we get mad, and this is just human nature, you piss me off and you touch me, we're going to fight. And the first time he catch a case, that's it. Not only is he already financially strapped, now he's got a record that those two things combined with a child is almost an absolute that he's going to be removed from that child's life for an extended amount of time. You know, out of 10 children in African-American homes, seven of those children don't live with their, with their father. Uh-huh. And, and, and most of it is because the mama has been, been okay with saying, you if you can't come and pay this bill, if you can't sit, give me a little money, then you can't see your child. Now, that's not all the time. That's not all the time. But I've seen where the man has made a point to get child support set up. I'm going to make sure you get your money because I don't care what money you get and whether they spend it because I'm going to make sure my son has what he needs or my daughter has what they need. And these trifling hoes still try to separate the relationship between these children. Oh, and most of the Texas. time. Oh, it's rough, honey. It's what, rough here in Texas. Texas. Baby, I'm going to put it to you like this. If a brother doesn't pay his child support, he gets his driver's license take away, taken away from him, and he goes to jail. Now, how he going to get to work? How he going to get to work? How is a baby going to eat? You know why? Mm-hmm. They don't care. Mm-hmm. They do not care if that baby and eats they or if the child ever comes. And they charge interest on top of the child support, and they hit the father for arrears. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. It's actually so, a business. And, and if so, you look at the statistics, who, who who's in jail? Tell, tell me who the is brother. in jail. Black the brother. Men, the black mm-hmm. men are in jail. They're separated from their significant <laughs> other. Uh, they're separated right. from their children. If they happen to get out of jail, he's not going to easily find a job, and then we're going to trip because he can't give us no money. And mm-hmm. then if he can't give us no money, he can't see his kids. Mm-hmm. And then when he does actually stay out of jail, he actually does marry your ass and take care of you. You want to tell him where he can go, who he can go with, and all this other trifling stuff. We, we, we're making men into sissies and then being mad when they turn around and start wearing dresses and being like the prince and ponies that's going to come on the network, just just excited about having some freedom of who they are and what they want to do with their life, even if it means not even being a man. I mean, I ain't never seen more excited to be alive and free people in the world, but half of them is sisters. Do you ever see a happy, heterosexual, married, excited to be alive and free with a job, black man? You don't see it. No. You don't see it and on if you TV. Do see, now, if you do see one, he's with a white girl. Thank you. That, that, that was a white girl. Point. He's with a white girl. The counterpart for a person. Get your goat. 
I'm going to get your goat, Miss <laughs> okay. Cooper. I'm fixing to get okay, you goat. Okay, don't give him a goat. Don't give, don't give him a goat because that's my that's one of my platforms, too. I'm not, let me say this first, too, because whoever's going to download this, they're going to inbox me and tell me I was race-hating. I do not hate any race. I am just right. excited to be a black woman, and I love right. black men, and I love black men to be with black women. And there is nothing more fitting for, in my opinion, that's just mine, everybody got one, Ain't nothing like a black woman for a black man. Now, you can fall in love with whoever you want to, but she will never, ever be able to equate, no matter how well she takes care of you, to be what a black woman can be if we had the same circumstances. But you go ahead. You got to, you finna get my goat. Go ahead, girl. Yeah, I'm finna get your goat. Now, the father of my oldest daughter. Now, mind you, my first marriage, I married a white boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I crossed the color line. I married a white boy, and I had two children with him. Okay. Um, my oldest daughter is by a brother. Now, mm-hmm. I am the only black woman that this brother has ever been with in his lifetime. The only one. Mm. The only one. And he will tell you out of his mouth he cannot stand a black girl. Hmm. Hmm. He cannot stand us. And he says that we are overbearing. We are indignant. We run our mouths entirely too much. We're loud and we're ghetto. Mm. Now, mm. several years ago, my daughter was 12. And I happened to be um, hanging out at the family's house because I, I practically grew up with him. And I happened to be hanging out over there at the family's house. And my daughter was sitting in the living room watching one of the um, reality shows, you know, Love and Hip Hop or something to that that effect. And he happened to come strolling Mm -hmm. through the living room while we were Mm -hmm. sitting on the couch. And he stopped and he looked at the TV. And quite naturally, our sister's glorifying ignorance on television he said, see, that's the very reason why I can't stand black women. And my daughter sat straight up, and she was 12. Mm-hmm. And she looked at mm-hmm. me, and tears started rolling down her face. Mm-hmm. And she yelled at her daddy, I'm black. My mama's mm-hmm. black. So that means you hate me. Mm. He couldn't do anything but drop his head and walk out of the room. And that's because there is such an ingrained injustice with regard to who and what we are for our brothers. Um, but the example of who and what we are when we're in the right lane and we're doing the right thing just needs to be magnified a lot more uh, broad than it is. Do a little short uh, informational, if I can find it, 
because that that's a strong point to leave on the show. Just one, one moment. Even though the Empire was born out of my personal experience and endeavors, the Empress welcomes everyone into the Empire. If you would like to be a guest, a co-host, or simply want to suggest a topic to be discussed, contact me by email at EmpressCooperDavison at gmail.com or by my website at www.TheEmpress.com. I'm here. I'm you. I'm going to say this. I never would have even been able to guess that one of my guests had married someone out of their race, and I do not think that anyone marrying out of their race is any level of an abomination. There are some people who think that foolishness, because I do think that when you find a kindred of love and and affection, which I have not found (laughs) in any color, that you should move on that, that you, that you should understand what it is, define what it is, and move on that. And I am an advocate of love first. But I will say that my, uh, in my empire opinion, as I say on here all the time, it is uh, something of essence that a black woman holds. It is because I, I have it. I'm not saying I'm greater than any other woman in just womanhood, but I am the greatest thing that be, can be given to a black man because I'm a black woman. I mean, that's just how that go. You would not see me damning anybody who chose something different. It is just my opinion that that is how it's supposed to be. And with that position, I say that we have to color ourselves in a way that is positive. We got to first stop trying to grade men by the amount of money that they have in their pocket. Take into the consideration what they do and what they how they govern their life, the responsibilities that they already have in their life, and stop calculating yourself in as some sort of a beneficiary when you just should love the man for the qualities that he has. That money can't even buy that. Like you can't even equate that. Secondly, let men be men. If the if the damn man want to go out, why won't you just let him go and stop bitching and moaning about it? Because the thing about it is, is when you start treating a grown person less than that, they will start acting like that. Most women who push and shove and act a donkey about their men just hanging out with other guys get a, a, a man that starts to act out and sneak around and trick off like a child. I mean, that's just what will happen. And if whatever is in person is going to come up out of them, so you're just going to find out what you actually have if their choice is outside of you. And if you choose somebody who was doing that before, a marriage is not going to change that. And lastly, to me, which is the most important, is this whole baby mama drama. I guess my uh, friend could not uh, call in. He said he was going to call, but that's all and good because we did this show just to be able to have the conversation, not to expose anything for him, but to say this, is that all women are not over the loss of that man. And until you understand that you're not going to get that man, you sometimes as women are subliminally using that child as a tool to still have interaction with that man. Went to that party this past weekend, and this man, we were having a conversation just about anything, and he started babbing on the table saying, to hit my baby mama, it's just crazy. 
she just crazy. She do, and some of the things that he said she did was absolutely crazy. But the only explanation to that is she's trying her damnedest to still interact with him when she's when he ain't got he ain't got two words for. Her. And what it does is it drives him to do with something that she knows she can get to him at, and that's the child. We gotta stop using these children as bait. Either you're going to love that person and not, if he has chosen against you, you need to just, uh, we tell the men to get some balls. We need for you to guard up your titties and stop acting like a bitty. Get over it. Like, he don't want you no more. You should be glad that you at least know that. And you can move on. You have to start absorbing that. That doesn't mean that you're not going to love the child that came out of you two because it happens more than not. You're leaving something behind, even if it's not emotional. It's a literal person who is a reflection of the both of you. And how you govern yourself from that point forward is more, way, way more important than anything you can give in child support or anything else. I want you to listen to the words of this song because I love it. I love the song because it just speaks to a truth. And it is a man, actually, who's just rapping and telling. He's saying some things that are very applicable to this conversation, but it's just applicable to people, period. When someone doesn't add or give gravity to your life in a positive way, guess what way it is? Mm-hmm. You already know. Uh, 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 I leave you thirsty on Twitter. <laughs> you boo-boo, you teed, you turn down, you thirsty, you boo-boo, uh, I'm trying to learn something new. I'm trying to find myself, I'm searching deep for Kendrick Lamar I read about Napoleon Hill and try to know God They say he the key to my blessings And if I speak the good into existence That instant my dreams will unlock Money flow like water, I'll just wait at the dark And by the way I'ma start Finding more light to shed Like a small garage in your backyard I'm back chilling with a friend of mine She mighty fine, but I notice that her heart resides next to bitterness. Always hollering who she don't like and who she kick it with. Who she wanna fight, who wearing the weave, who doing your birth bag is fake. Who holding the keys to the car she drove last year. Or who fucking on who, and who need a pap smear. Getting on my nerves, but before your negative energy curves, bitch, I'ma cut you off. Cause every time you come around, you be hollering that whoop-de-whoop. Blah, say blah. He say, she say, oh my God, shut the fuck up. Ho, every time you come around, you be hollering that whoop de whoop. Blah, say blah. He say, she say, uh, I'm trying to learn something new. I'm trying to surround myself with people that inspire me. Or at least inquire similar desires to do what the T-A-K-E just to reach the T-O-P. I'm talking ideas, motivation. It's more than making enemies, my nigga. Oh, that's not your memo. Then tell me why you constantly stressing on how you well connected like centipedes, my nigga. I function with you when you flaunt your pistol. Every second, tell me how you pressed them at the Monte Crystal. 
where is so-and-so from, and what neighborhood's beefing, who baby mama's a rat, and who got killed last weekend, that shit is mad depressing, bringing me down, speak on something with some substance that can get us both paid, rather than telling me how these niggas jocking your style, or his rims ain't bigger, pussy nigga, I'ma cut you off, cut you off, cut you off, cut you off. Cause every time you come around, you be hollering that whoop-de-whoop, blah say blah, he say she say, oh my god, shut the fuck up, scary ass. Every time you come around, you be hollering that whoop-de-whoop, blah say blah, he say she say, uh, I'm trying to learn something new. I'm trying to better my chances of becoming a star, I'm trying to feel the vibe of Mona Lisa studying art. Now paint that picture Life behind bars Remember the very day I got caught I murdered a rapper And you filed the police report See what I was taught Family is all I need But indeed Them two can run me right up a tree Constantly talking shit about the next relative Wanted me to take sides But I never give in Ever since grandma died Everyone parted ways Argue on holidays Left my uncle in prison for 15 years No one paid him attention but moms Yeah, my mama has lawyer as any sister would come Come to my house just to yap about your own people Dang And if your blood wasn't running through my veins I would probably cut y'all off Too Yep, cause every time y'all come around, y'all be hollering that whoop de whoop, blah say blah, he say she say, oh my god, shut the fuck up. Keep it running, Ali. Every time you come around, you be hollering that whoop de whoop, blah say blah, he say she say, so tell him shut the fuck up. Tell him shut the fuck up. Yeah, bitch, you boo boo. You tea, you turn down, you thirsty, tell him shut the fuck up, tell him shut the fuck up, yeah nigga you boo boo, you tea, you turn down, you thirsty, you thirsty, you boo boo, you tea, you turn down, you boo boo, you tea, you boo boo, you turn down, you thirsty, you tease, you boo boo, you turn down, down, you boo boo, you tease, you turn down, you weak, you weak, your bitch weak, yo. <laughs> you boo boo, you tease, <laughs> keep all that.